Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Our entire Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is fueled by Cody Road, and we are recording in the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Studio, Elisa, episode 84. Happy November. Happy November. I was going to say fueled by Halloween candy. (laughs) It's true. Seriously, I've had a lot. We're recording Tuesday night, November 1st, so we're coming right off of the Halloween holiday and uh yeah i've had a lot mm-hmm. elisa is eating some as we record right now what, oh, what yeah. did you just have it's a starburst i got two pinks that's a good one i know it's a real good one pink's did you my guys favorite. have a great halloween we did we double dipped so we went to um we stayed here and like trick-or-treated around our neighborhood with it which is pretty like laid back there aren't a lot of people who come around i think we had like 12 trick-or-treaters yeah um we did like 45 minutes around and then came back and handed out candy to people. Um, a lot of the neighbors I noticed had their lights on, had a real small bowl of candy. And as yes. soon as like we came through, they turned their lights off. Oh, <laughs> I think like we that's may super be, sweet. I know. I think we may be like some of the only little kids around the neighborhood, especially the people across the street. Like they've never had their lights on before, but in the last like year or so, Rose has gotten to know them and they were just waiting on us. And okay. I did that. just made my day. I know How sweet it was is pretty that? cute. So then yesterday we went to Ames and trick-or-treated around my parents' house. There's just a lot more there. And it was such yeah. a nice night. Like we it had gorgeous. to. And somebody was handing out, um, fireball. He's like, he's like, I got a, I have adult treats. I was like, oh yes. We had a neighbor handing out, uh, car- caramel apple, um, mm. jello shots. So oh my gosh, praise all of you that neighbors amazing. here for all the parents. We appreciate you more than we could ever verbalize. Thank you so much. I love Thank it. What so did much. your girls dress up as? I don't uh, think I saw. So Nora was dressed up as popcorn because her body composition is like 89% popcorn. Oh, that's hilarious. Is, speaking of fueled by, <laughs> she's fueled by popcorn. Yeah. And Corey was a fashion designer because that's oh, what she I remember be seeing that. Up. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. They, I love that. They, they were very adamant about that, what they wanted to be this year. And I think that's more fun when yeah. you know, they own their costumes. Yeah. Rosa was a, Rosa was a black cat. Black cat. And I did her makeup the first night but then last night she insisted and i was like i don't care just go ahead and do it and she actually crushed it did she really yeah that was the opposite of what i thought you were no no she crushed it um it was a little a little cat a little kiss 
Sorry, I'm getting a call from my mother-in-law. No, um, hey, mother-in-law. <laughs> a little cat, a little kiss. Um, the, the, what do you call these? The whiskers, whiskers were silver. Yeah. Oh yeah. I loved pink nose, of course. Um, and then she put a spot on one of her eyes, which I thought was really good. good. Her. I know she I'm crushed a big it. Fan. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I hope everybody listening had a great Halloween, a great beggars night. Um, would you want to hear some cool Halloween trivia, Elisa? Yeah, I would it's love actually, to. It's more Iowa. It's an Iowa history lesson, but this okay. was cool because yesterday was October 31st. And it was also speaking of the 31st, the 31st anniversary of the Halloween blizzard of 1991, which was one of the worst and earliest winter storms ever to hit Iowa. Do you remember this? No, I I was four. And I remember this vividly because we got some snow, but that was not the headline. The headline was the nearly two inches of freezing rain that fell in Carroll, Iowa and the rest of Western Iowa. And then it blew like crazy, like 50 mile an hour winds. Oh my God. Power lines went down all over the place. Much of the state was without power. And then to make matters worse, temps dropped super, super cold, like early record cold temps. And it lasted for days. I remember we had a kerosene heater in my living room, which now in hindsight, I'm like, mom and dad, that is so dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. That was 31 years ago on October 31st. So there's your Iowa history lesson. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Okay. Well, any other (sighs) Halloween stories to tell before we move on? I don't have any others. No. All right, well, stuff your face with another Starburst. Well, I thank our sponsors of the podcast, the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Elisa, it's homecoming week at Iowa State. It is. We need to give a congratulations to Ivy students Morgan Hawkins and um, Hannah Capel on being selected for the 2022 Homecoming Cardinal Court. They're both um, one of 10 chosen for this honor, and members were selected based on academic achievement, community involvement, and characters. So to shout out to our current Ivy students. And as always, we want to thank the Ivy school of business for sponsoring the podcast. Very cool. Okay. Lisa, are we bad at football? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I don't think we're good. I don't think we're good. Um, we're not going to spend a lot of time breaking down the game because like we said, it's Tuesday night and you've all gone through that misery enough, (laughs) but I just had to ask Elisa. I I mean, you know, here's the thing we knew we were going to be bad and then all off season we're like we lost everybody we're going to be bad and then all off season they're like y'all no we're good like you guys got it you're going to be so surprised and guess what i were for a hot second Uh, i mean our september was good for the first time in the camp yeah and then things went here would you rather have a good conference season or a good preseason because everybody always cries when non-conference. Non- okay. Yeah. I've thought about this a lot. I watch too much NFL. Pre-season. It's okay. I understood what you meant. That's why we're good for each other. We yeah. read each other's minds. Yeah. I've thought about this a lot. And I think we had to get the Iowa monkey off our backs. Yeah. In a general, it just deciding generally, I'm always going to pick the good conference season. I think you'd be crazy not to, but I'm not mad about getting the Iowa monkey off our okay. backs. Okay. So I, I'm good answer. Playing both sides, but it's yeah. true. Yeah. Good answer. All right. To answer the question I posed to Elisa, I'm going to answer it myself. I don't, I'm going <laughs> to steal Elisa's answer. I don't, we're not good. I don't know that we're bad. We're not good. <laughs> That's just some really in-depth analysis. Yeah. For y'all. Yep. Okay. Let's actually talk about something happy. Yeah. Iowa State volleyball. Let's freaking go. Okay. So I over mean, the weekend, were we a part of this? I think we were. I think we accidentally stumbled. 
Yes. Okay. So over the weekend, Iowa State tallies its seventh straight conference victory, seven straight people over TCU with a crowd of 3,800, which was the 11th best in Hilton history. So it's a couple of breaking record breaking crowds in Hilton this year. That's the first time we've had seven straight conference wins since 2013. And we also had three big 12 players of the week in Annie Hatch, Brooke Stone Street, and Maya Duckworth. And Drum roll, please. We cracked the AP top 25. That's freaking amazing. I know. Like what a role they're on. I know. And they beat that Texas, that Texas game was, I think like the day after either the day that we, that our podcast came out or was it the day after? Yeah. Okay. And we had been talking about it and we were talking about the fanny packs and guess what? Thank you, Adam. Adam brought us fanny packs. Our and listener, Adam Simpson brought us. Yeah. He, he slid into our DMS. <laughs> no, he like posted it on Twitter. And oh yeah, I, he did. And, and then I then sent he slid, you. Yeah. Well, he's like, Oh, looky here. And I like sent you a text message and I was like, do you think those are for us? And you're like, I hope they're for us. They and were then, for us. So thank you, Adam. You're the best. We, yeah, we were because very it came excited. up because. We were talking about how it was an amazing fan, a student promotion to get people in the seats and, and it worked that in that Texas game, that Texas match, the crowd was wild. They were the student section. Like afterwards they sang sweet Caroline, like with the players and stuff. They were into it. So cool. So Iowa state right now is eight and two in the league and second only behind Texas. And we are Texas's only loss so far this season. That win against Texas, they were number one at the time. It's the second win in program history over a num- number one ranked team. And guess who the other one was, Elisa? Mm. It makes sense once I say it. It was Nebraska. You didn't let me guess. You waited was, too long. I'm know, so anxious guess. right now. Okay, sorry. I was going to guess That's Wisconsin. Okay. So. so that was September 15th, 2012. Um, that was the sixth victory over Texas and ends a 10-match losing streak in the series. So, man... That was, that was a key turning point, I think, for the season, um, just to kind of show. We, you and I had talked about how Iowa State could be sneaky good in yeah. the Big 12, and I don't think it's even sneaky anymore. I just think they're flat out good. No, yeah. Yeah. They're playing right now as we record um, a little non-conference stint against Chicago State. I looked, they were up one match to zero before we started, so hopefully that's kind of an easy one for them um, to squeak through, and then they get back into conference play later in the week against Kansas State. So. Cool. It's fun. This is a, a fun time of year to have multiple sports firing and being good at um, sport. You know, some of the the non-headline, non-marquee yeah. sports is always great, too. Yeah. It's just like it's a, such a it's an exciting time of the year. I feel like when like I love volleyball so much, but like when basketball overlaps with oh. football and volleyball, like it's, it's so, so fun. fun. I know. And usually this time of year, the weather is you get some decent days still sprinkled in there. So yeah. you've got all the energy from all the sports and all the energy from the nice weather. And you're still off of that sugar high from Halloween. <laughs> it's epic. It's, it's epic. epic. The, but honestly, like the thing that I love about this season is those first couple games of the men's and women's teams, like the first couple games of their seasons. And yeah. like, 
watching them kind of work it out. Yes. Like figuring out which players I'm going to fall in love with this year. Like which players are going to be exciting, which players are going to be the ones that always hit the threes, like who to, you know, who is going to have the ball at the end of the game, like just kind of like getting to know the players. And And I mean, for the women's team, we know the players. I was just going to say that exactly. (laughs) The men are going to be the ones where we have to really learn and kind of, like you said, figure out who we're going to fall in love with this yeah, season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, someone asked me at work today, he's a Utah fan. He asked me, he said something like, well, the men should be good again. Right. And I was like, I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> No mean, idea. If they play like last year and yeah. they do that gritty defense, um, and maybe improve on offense, just a smidge, even, you yeah. know, we could grind some out again. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You My expectations know. are not a sweet 16. That's right. for sure. <laughs> Right. I don't think like, I don't think they'll sneak up on anybody this year, but I don't know how you can repeat last year. I just don't know. It was like, it was magic in the bottle. It was, I think the only way that defense is going to be stingy again, which is going to be so much fun to watch. And I think fans really bought into that last year. I'm just hoping, hoping that the offense is better than our football offense. Um, which it wasn't necessarily last year. So like I said, if we can get even a little better offensively, we could have a fun team again. But it's interesting. Go ahead. Well, I I think that one of the major caveats is going to be like Tyrese Hunter being gone. And like that's... What do you mean? Yeah, that's going to be... That one, that one's going to hurt. You know what I mean? Like that one's going to, I think that that's the one, that's the one thing that makes me feel like, "Eh." like, who did we get to replace him? I'm excited to see, you know, we made something out of nothing really last year and nothing turned out to be something. So like we thought we were making something out of nothing. And then turns out we just had some really like great, sneaky, great players. Yeah. So and women's basketball, like Elisa said, we know everybody, yeah. um, which is great. And that's why expectations for this team are so, so high. And they actually kick off their season with an exhibition game on Wednesday against Winona State. Elisa, it's happening. It's here. <laughs> it's here. Their first official game is on. Um, wait a second. I lied. I have the wrong school. Hold on. What? I have the wrong team. I'm looking. So we play Cleveland State on Monday. That's the mm-hmm. first I had yeah, yeah. I had one in a state twice in my notes. So we oh. play Cleveland State on Monday. That's the first true game. And that's that eleven AM tip where they do all the little kids. Oh, that's fun. House. So at first you said eleven AM tip and I was like, How dare they? <laughs> and then you're like, they bring the kids. I was like, Oh, at okay, least that's okay. what they've done in the past. So I'm assuming yeah. that's why they're doing it again. Yeah. But did you see ESPN ranked the top 25 basketball uh, women's basketball players? Yes. Eli- uh, Aaliyah Boston was first, which is yeah. no surprise. Caitlin Clark second. Again, yeah. no surprise. Ashley Jones cracked the top five at number four. Hey, I know. And then I'm Lexi, not surprised. I'm not either. Lexi Donarski squeaked into at number 24. Oh, epic. We had two on the list. I love yeah. that. I'm excited. Um, I've made it known that my expectations for this team are really high. So I'm sure my heart will get broken in some capacity (laughs) because that's the life of an Iowa state fan. Right. Yeah. Are you excited? I am excited for this team. I think that like, 
I don't know why. And it's such a like cliche thing to say that it's like a blue collar team. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, they're hard workers. They're, they're all known to be hard workers. They're all known to be like, just like ballers. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm excited to watch this team, but also like, I hope that the expectations don't weigh on them in a way that makes it not fun. Yeah. Cause I also want this team to have like some personality. And I think that we've lost a little bit of that personality, I think in the last couple of years. And I mean, if the personality is just like grinded out, like, you know, play really well, elite high level. Great. But also like ISU women's basketball is known for like personality, like hitting threes, like, you know, the crowd getting into it. So I I don't know. Do you feel like we've lost that a little bit? I don't know. I don't know. I just, maybe, maybe it's just me that feels that way. (laughs) It's not you. It's me. You know, maybe it's, it's not you. It's me. I, I think I, I'm wondering if maybe the fact that you've got Lexi, Emily, and Ashley as three superstars, and there tends to be one standout, if maybe the fact that there's three standout that, you know, can kind of take yeah. that star role any Here, given day, game. Here's what it is. Okay. okay. I've just okay, figured it out what it okay. is. is Breaking it, news. There's no magic anymore because we don't need the magic. We're good. No, you I know think what that's I mean? True. Right. And so it's like, it's not this surprising, like help magic type thing. It's like, no, they earned it because yeah. they're good. You know what I mean? So, so maybe the, I, the luster is a little different. I like don't the, know. And yeah. why, like, as an Iowa state fan, do I just, I don't like, I don't, um, I, I, I've, I've just always rooted for the underdog and it's weird yep. for me to now be like, well, we're no longer the underdog. Like absolutely a, not. The and underdog. then I'm like, am I a bandwagon fan? And it's like, okay, well I'm not a bandwagon fan. Cause I've been, a fan. you're just in a really uncomfortable yeah. position right now. Cause you don't know how to I act. I don't know how to act as somebody like as a winner. Yeah. I don't know how to be a winner. Yeah. No, I mean, I completely understand that. I <laughs> really do. I mean? yes. So I don't think it's necessarily personality. It's that like, like that cliche Hilton magic thing. We don't need that because we're good. This is interesting. And I've never really thought about this before, but I don't have, when it comes to women's basketball. Okay. Let me back up. So when we get into such, let's use football as an example. Okay. If we have a game winning field goal that we're about to kick in my mind, I'm like, we're going to lose this. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. not even, there's no question in my mind, which yeah. is terrible, but whatever we can yeah. dig into the psychology behind it later <laughs> with women's basketball though. I don't have that mentality. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And you do. I mean, I think you, you're, or at least you're uncomfortable with not having it. Maybe, um, yeah. But I I, like if Ashley Jones, well, you know who, I mean, if we have a shot to tie the game, I'm in my head, I'm like, we're doing it. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never really thought about that. I'm, I suppose it's just the history of the program, Maybe, um, the story yeah. history. And, yeah. And you made another point about how you hope that the pressure and the expectations don't take the fun out of it for this for this group. And I think the one good thing we have going for, I mean, we have a lot of good things going for us, but with um, specifically to that, these ladies have all been there before. Um, You know, we don't have freshman guards anymore. We have these tenured guards, this super senior and Ashley Jones. And I think I'm hopeful that that plays to their advantage, that we have some more senior leadership 
on the team this year. And, you know, they got a, they got a taste of some really difficult losses in the tournament the last couple of years. And I imagine they're, they're out for blood. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped. I don't know. I'm not, I think that I am going to miss. I know you're just the womp womp. I know I'm going to miss Aubrey Jones. Yeah. Like that's a little personality that I'm going to miss. You know she what I was, mean? And I always felt like she brought out the personality in Ashley. Yeah. Like the sassiness. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that is a bummer. I don't know. I'm, <sighs> you know who I feel like has some sassiness though. Who does Maggie Espen Miller. <gasps> that's true. We I think love she could, her. We love her. We and I think she could her. really bring that out. Okay. So I think maybe we, I'm just, ahead. I'm, I've, it's been too long and it's you're just ready to be reminded and I need to be reminded. Well, Wednesday's I'm, the day lady. I'm just real stressed out that I'm going to be disappointed. I get and it. I'm trying to reason, find reasons why <laughs> you're trying gonna... to create your list of excuses yes, for yes, failure before the failure occurs. We really need a psychologist on this podcast. <laughs> Girl, I need a therapist. I don't have a therapist for you, but I do have an attorney that can do your will. Oh, that was so good. Okay. That's a little dark, a little dark. This took a dark turn. Sorry. Hopewood is not dark at all. She's actually a super sunny and bright person. We've talked to you about her a lot. Check out her will in a day program at hopewoodjd.com. You never know when you're going to need it. And I know that's dark, but it's also true. It's true. Elisa. What the heck? (laughs) Can you just Just eat more candy? Restart this. Eat more candy. It's fine. (laughs) Use the promotion fanatic for $50 off. Uh, The will in the day program. Again, that's hopewoodjd.com. Okay. What are you eating now? Aresis. Okay. I have to tell you a secret. Okay. A while. I think, well, you know this about me, but there's more to it. So a while ago I got food allergy testing and they said I had a slight peanut allergy, which I had to cut out and it was peanuts and apples and fish. Okay. And then you ate a bunch of peanut butter. I haven't yet. Well, kind of, but I I waited a long time. Like I was really strict about avoiding those things because I was having stomach problems, whatever. And then I was like, but I actually really like certain kinds of fish. Can you test me specifically for which ones? So I go in, they test. Turns out I'm not allergic to fish at all. I just misread the test. So then I started thinking, what if you misread the test and I've been cutting out peanut butter, like Reese's peanut butter cups and caramel apples for the last couple of years. Yeah. So I just said to hell with it the other day and ate a Reese's peanut butter cup. And then you got real sick. No. Oh, wow. So I have apparently cut these delicious treats out of my life (laughs) for two years for no reason. Well, my son Malcolm is allergic to peanuts, yes. and so we have to wait till he goes to sleep to eat all of his Reese's <laughs> peanut butter cups. He got he was trick or treating. Rosa kept telling everybody, um, "Oh, he can have almonds, but he cannot have peanuts." And, and I'd be like, like, "Shut, shut up! up. Oh, <laughs> give us the peanuts, mom tax." Yep. Oh, and I was what like, a Don't delicious worry. treat. I kept yelling, we'll sort it out when he gets <laughs> home. <laughs> he's just, he's drawn to the orange too. I know it's a good package. Also, he's drawn to the Snickers. I don't know what it is about mm. the Snickers, the like blue and red. He was always yeah. drawn to those too. So. Sorry, buddy. Those are moms. Yeah, they mine. <sighs> All right. Well, keep us updated on the candy count over there. Okay. Well, do I only have one left? Okay. Well, don't, don't ruin the surprise. Okay. Tell us as you eat it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so this is kind of an 
icky story that I wish we didn't have to mention, but Tommy Birch came out with a report in the Des Moines Register last week outlining allegations of abuse against Iowa State's women's soccer coach, Matt Fannin. Um, some former players accused Fannin of creating a toxic environment that's led 17 players to transfer, quit, or leave the program since Fannin was hired at Iowa State in 2019. Only one former Iowa State player, uh, Ankeny Centennial star Olivia Wee, went on the record with the register, but several other former players and one person connected with the program spoke um, anonymously due to fear of retaliation. And Elisa's looking at her tongue for reasons that I can't explain while I'm trying to report on this very serious story. Are you five? What is wrong with you? Uh, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so there was also one former Bowling Green goalie um, who was another record, a player that went on the record. She reported that Fannin told her to get breast reduction surgery if she had any hopes of getting on the field. She actually filed a Title IX claim, um, but that the reviewing body determined there was insufficient information to find a Title IX violation. And with respect to the complaints from the Iowa State players, Jamie Pollard and Senior Associate Athletics Director Callie Sanders have not yet spoken with the register. They've indicated their privacy concerns with that. But based on Tommy Birch's report, Olivia, we did exchange several emails with Callie Sanders and had some meetings with her. And after several rounds of discussion, Sanders told we, I'll keep you on scholarship as long as you agree to not be part of the team anymore. And she's kind of said, you and coach have a broken fractured relationship and we actually accepted. So she's no longer on the team. She's still on scholarship, but that's where it stands yesterday. So um, Monday, 19 former players released a statement in support of coach Fannin. They said that he had a very positive impact on their lives, both on and off the field and supported both their mental and physical well-being. I don't have any more information beyond what Tommy's report said and outside of the statement in support of coach Fannin. Um, it's clear to me that there's at least two sides to the story, probably more, but I think this discussion is super important, particularly in light of the climate we're in and the context of the national women's soccer league abuse scandal, abuse was rampant in the league and complaints were going unaddressed. So I think the lesson we take from that is that we really need to take these allegations seriously and look into them deeply and not just dismiss them and brush them off. And I think one thing that's really important as well is that just because some players um, have come out publicly in support of Fannin doesn't automatically disprove or negate the allegations that other players um, have made. Because honestly, what works for one player may not work for another. What is interpreted by one player is not going to be interpreted the same by the other. And I noticed, and at least I don't know if you had this same experience, but because it was an Iowa State coach, it seemed like Iowa State fans were quicker to dismiss it um, and say that these allegations were baseless. And I just want everyone to keep an open mind, even when it's your team. Take off the cardinal glasses for a minute. We are not immune to these scandals just because we're Iowa State and we love this school. I have no idea what's true. I have no idea what's not. All I know is that this stuff is real um, and we have to take it seriously. And it's worth more than a knee-jerk reaction um, on Twitter. I agree with that. And I honestly, I did not see very much on Twitter about it. And maybe I just haven't been on recently. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
I don't know. It is what it is and it sucks to talk about it. And it's, it's <clears throat> the worst to talk about. Yeah. It. I hate it. And it, it honestly, like it sucks either way. Like it'll, yes. it sucks if it's true and it sucks if it's not true. Yes. You know, yes. like that's that it, you, that is perfectly said, Elisa. So I don't know. That's how I feel. I don't, I have zero information about it. No, so we, I, same there's here. nothing and I can say about it. These are always those tricky things where, you know, I'm, I always want to believe the person because I, I can't imagine if, if things are things that were said were true, I can't imagine some of the response that they've had mentally, um, you know, that kind of thing. But then it's hard. I mean, at the same time, we hear stories about things not being true. And then we, then that that's what makes us pause. And this stuff is so, so tricky and so, so sensitive. So just keep an open mind. Don't be so quick to dismiss don't be so quick to believe just kind of let the process go and you know just don't assume that things are always perfect just because it's the school you love like take a breath and yeah. think about it well also and if you don't have any information about it and you don't know anybody personally like y- you can just keep your mouth shut yeah and it's yes that's, like you yes. can just shut up yeah it's a, that's an option. Like yeah. that's the option I'm taking. Yes. Like, I'm just not, I'm just going to shut up and watch I don't and know see what personally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any more information about it. I've given you all of the information. Steph's given you all of the information I know. And Tommy gave me the information, you know? <laughs> right. So, and the other part is, you know, that's Tommy's job to report. <laughs> and he reached out to Iowa state. Iowa state didn't comment for reasons, you know, for reasons that I assume are valid, you know, yeah. because that's, I'm going to, and so that's hard too. Um, but yeah, just, it's an icky thing to talk about, but it's out there. And so we'll just have to keep an eye on it in the weeks and months ahead. Yeah. All right. You want to take a break? Sure. Okay. We are brought to you by authentic brand. Authentic brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear with an amazing team of designers. Authentic brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. All right, Elisa, we're back. And I need you to tell me why you keep looking at your tongue in your phone camera. Um, so I have geographic tongue. Have you ever heard of that? It's where your tongue is very you sensitive. made that up no, right I didn't. now. No, it's a real thing. Geographic okay. tongue. Why? My tongue has it as well. But it's a it's where like you get these little like lines and patches on your tongue that are super sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I get them when I've had a lot of sugar. So guess who has them right now? Mm, wild guess i pulled that um i don't know if you can see it because right now the picture of me looks like a mugshot look at me (laughs) okay it does Does that look like i look like i have a mugshot you really do Uh, yeah this you guys should be glad this is not a video because i look like i have a mugshot so i would try and show you my tongue but this is definitely like yeah, so I'm going through the that soccer story, trying to like be really focused. I thought, I, corner of my, I thought you were looking at me. Well, why are you looking at me? Just look at your paper and look I, at yourself. All I, I do this whole time is look at myself. This, <laughs> I'm not even looking at you right now. I'm just looking at me. This is supposed to be a conversation. So I have one eye on my paper, my outline. I have one eye on Elisa, and I look over, and she's got her tongue out, and now she's giving me finger guns oh no i was giving myself finger guns Steph. i'm looking at myself looking how, at me how did be oh, anyway 
Okay, before we get back into the podcast and Elisa's still sticking out her tongue, I'm going to tell you about Did Danielson you know, Law. Did you Let know me I can read touch the sponsor my, ad first. Did you know before. I can touch my nose with my tongue? Now I do. You are something to behold tonight. I know. I know. Okay, let me redo this. Let me focus. I'm not looking at you. I'm covering up your face on the screen. <laughs> something that not everyone knows, Elisa, is not that you can touch your t- nose with your tongue, but that you don't specialize in any type of law during law school. Specialization comes as you start practicing and working in specific areas. And that's why when you have a real estate issue, you're buying or selling a house, you should go to a real estate lawyer. Our friends at Danielson Law are longtime Cyclone fans and supporters of Cyclone Fanatic. And check them out at danielsonlaw.com. That's D-I-N-I-L, wait, 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 wait. D-A-N-I-L-S-O-N law.com for more information. I thought you were going to say something that most people don't know is that they are longtime supporters of Iowa State. And I was like, no, I knew that. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. (sighs) Elisa. What up? Saturday night. This Saturday? Last Saturday. Last Saturday night. National Women's Soccer League Championship. Featuring my Kansas City Current against the Portland Thorns. And what happened, Steph? The Current lost. <gasps> yeah. Nora Were you there? I, I mean, it was in Washington, D.C., so I was watching it on my couch. But we, okay, this is actually really cool. I had a listener reach out to me with, she had two extra tickets to the game and asked me if I'd be interested. I've, I, I mean, That's it just sick. wasn't possible. But isn't that sweet? Yeah, that is. That, like, I just, the, the fact that she thought enough to take the time to reach out made my whole week. So yeah, shout out cool. to her. So the game two zero 22 year old MVP, Sophia Smith for the Portland Thorns scored with uh, four minutes into the game. And it honestly kind of just felt like it was over after that mm. Portland is stacked. So they have Sophia Smith, who I said is the MVP. They have Christine Sinclair, one of the greatest soccer players in in history, Christine Dunn. She's a, popular name on the U S women's national team. She scored at the end of the semifinal game, um, to make, to put them in the championship. Elisa, she had a baby five freaking months ago. That's crazy. I just cannot. I have thoughts on that actually. Okay. Okay, Well, let me say one more thing and then we'll go back to the thoughts on that. And then they also have 17 year old Olivia Moultrie. Um, she's the youngest player to appear in the title game. And I saw photos of them <laughs> celebrating. Did you see this? I literally have it pulled oh up. Oh my God. And so this poor girl, the they're all like slamming beers and got champagne out. <laughs> she's 17. 17-year-old is in the back like, what is happening? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> so said like, these are the woes of a prodigy. <laughs> That's right. Girl, you're going to have plenty of years to celebrate just like that. But you got to wait. Hauser had the, the same problem. Yes. Yes. Oh, so funny. Um, okay. Can we table that discussion about the five months ago thing? Can yes. I get through my little spiel? Yeah, okay. go for it. So that's Portland's third title in the 10 years of the National Women's Soccer League. I think it's fair to say they're the best team in the league. But Kansas City went from the worst team in the league last year to the championship game. So they had quite the story too. But my takeaway, Elisa, from the entire thing, um, yes, I was bummed about the current losing but the whole production of it, it was on CBS on a Saturday night at 7 p.m. Prime time on a super accessible channel. It felt like a big deal. And they had pregame on various networks leading up to it. They had all of these wild festivities outside the arena. 
they honored all the players who have had, um, who've been in the league all 10 years. Like they made it, they, there was this pomp and circumstance that I really honestly can't remember being around another women's sports championship ever. It just felt like they felt like they treated it like a true championship for the first time I can remember. And it was awesome. And as a result of that, sponsorship revenue in the national women's soccer league is up 87% year over year streaming's up 30% per shot. Um, a statistic on shot clock. This is cool. Elisa, when compared to the MLS's 10th season, cause this is the 10th season of the national women's soccer league, the national women's soccer league drew 43% more attendees in the playoffs and the MLS's 25th season last year averaged 23,000 playoff fans. That's just 6% more than the National Women's Soccer League did in its 10th season this year. The game itself, the championship game, averaged all, almost a million viewers. That is up 71% from last year's championship. And it also, that game um, was at 7 o'clock, like I said, on Saturday. It was also going up against the World Series and Michigan-Michigan State football. Wow. People were watching. And, and then there was a fight in the Michigan-Michigan State football <laughs> yes. game. Yeah. But like I, we talk about this all the time and it's a joke at this point, when you put women's sports on a channel that's easily accessible at a time that's watched that many people watch people watch. Yeah. It, this read, is not uh, rocket science people. Yeah. And people invest too. Like I yes. read something that said that there was a 90% increase in sponsorship revenue. Yes. This year. Yes. Like, it's like, I can't even, it makes me so mad because it is so obvious. People don't watch when you don't put them on TV right? because you can't. Right. But the second you do people watch. So yep. this whole like, well, no one watches women's sports. Yeah. That's because you don't put them on TV. Right. It's such a, I, and I know we talk about this all the time on this podcast. I know it's, it's yes, I am beating a dead horse, but this dead horse needs to be beat because right. it's still people aren't catching on. Right. I mean, and we've said this before, if you're not watching great more for me, <laughs> like great. My streaming will be faster if nobody's watching. Perfect. <laughs> and that's like, on you. Off. Like if you're yeah. so close minded to not take a peek at what is happening right now, you're never going to watch right. it anyway. Honestly, like leak- if you didn't want to be a part of, um, the women's volleyball team beating Texas. If you didn't want to be a part of that conversation on Twitter, like you missed out because it was yes. super fun. And it's, it, that's exactly right. And the people that were scooping up on the periphery, you know, the ones that might have an interest, those are the people that matter anyway. And they are getting scooped up at a super fast rate. And it is a crazy time to be a women's sports fan. I like it. Okay. Tell me about your thoughts. Um, okay. Kristen Dunn. So I love that she came back as fast as she did. Yeah. However, I know what you're going to say yet another unrealistic yes, standard expectation. for women. Yeah. She was super, I will give her tons of credit because she came out and said like, I had crazy good supervision. I had amazing doctors. I had a trainer and she, she flat out said that Elisa, like, yeah. this is not the expectation. This is not the norm. It's not, it yeah. cannot be. It's like when Adrian Peterson came back from after his ACL. Yes. Yeah. That's what These I think are freaks. about. Yeah. These are freak athletes. They are freak athletes. And this, that's not an expectation. Like, no. and as a woman, you do not have to rush back to work after having a child. No, please. And don't. you shouldn't. Exactly. No. Exactly. I was just talking, um, about how, 
someone in a law firm that I worked at right after law school was bragging to me about how she came and I think gave a seminar the day after she gave birth. And I was like, what is, why? That is not a badge of honor that you should be. And I, I think about this a lot because I think there's this notion that, well, I did it this way. You should too. Right. We really have to flip that when it comes to parental leave. Like right. it needs to happen now. I mean, it's way overdue. Right. But you're right, Elisa. Those moments are kind of a double-edged sword because you want to celebrate it because it is superhuman. Yeah. But exactly that. It's superhuman. That right. is not what normal people right. do. I think, and as women, we have to think like, for who? You're coming back for who? Right. And I get the vibe that she came back for herself. Which is probably why she's successful. Right. Yeah. But like the the majority of us don't take the time to think about for who, for ourselves. Yeah. Especially after having a child. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's I'm glad you mentioned that. Good call. Those are my thoughts. I celebrate, but I also worn. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. And it's absolutely accurate. Alex Morgan has said similar things that she was able to come back when she did after having a child because of the crazy, um, privilege she had of being watched by trainers and coaches and things Uh, like that. That's not your average Joe's access. Right. Um, did you see the unfortunate news about Brittany Griner? The what they, they denied yeah, that, her. Yes, appeal. they denied her yeah. appeal. So she, the court upheld her nine year sentence. Every time I say that, I'm like, this is so insane and so stupid. The US is apparently still exploring um, the chance of a prisoner swap. But I think they're shocking. I think there's some politics in play because it sounds like Russian officials don't want to give Biden of quote unquote victory before the midterms. And that's kind uh. of what's delayed things. What she's a war, she's like a prisoner of war at this yeah. point, and she's being treated like a pawn, and it's gross and it's yeah. so sad. And I, at outside the um the festivities of the um National Women's Soccer League Championship, they had a station there that was send a letter letter to Brittany, mm-hmm. and they were going to compile them all and send them her way. And I just think, I can't believe that even was a necessity. Yeah. I can't believe we're still here talking yeah. about this. At the ring ceremony um, for the NBA, um, Stephen Curry mentioned it. And just said, like, it's it's like long past time for us to bring her back. So I guess oh. we'll keep watching that one too. Yeah. Um, one of your girls, Coco, Coco Goff. Yeah. She signed a multi-year extension with New Balance. I love it. She's the only current female tennis player with a signature shoe. Her How old Kawhi is she? With, isn't Kawhi with New, <laughs> New Balance? That's too bad. How old is Coco Goff? 18? Yeah, she's a baby. That was my guess. <clears throat> How? What's your guess? My guess? Yeah. Mm, 20. No. She's well, 18. I've lost all sense of time. That's true. That's true. She's 18. I was right. right. I win. Yeah. So our baby girl has a signature shoe with New Balance. I love it. Keep it up, Coco. Does it look cute? Have you seen it? Um, I haven't seen it yet, actually. Maybe I'll New Balance is one of those it. brands that's either like super cute or hideous. There's yeah. not a lot in the middle. I feel like she'd be, she'd demand cute. I had to look and see what I was wearing. Mine are, I don't know how you say this. Sasani? 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 Okay. I always say Saucony. That's what I use for running shoes. I've never said it out loud, but that's what I'm wearing right now. 
I have to wear my shoes because I have a, uh, what do I have? I don't know. Is this a medical um, condition like geographic yeah. tongue? Yeah, it is a medical condition where the oh, somebody's going to be screaming at me. Where, this happens a lot with us. <laughs> where the the plantar ligament, fasciitis. Yeah, I have plantar fasciitis. The ligament under your foot or something. Was is, that it? Has an owie. Yeah, I have plantar fasciitis. <laughs> the I have ligament an under your foot has an owie. I have an, appo- <laughs> I have an appointment with a ortho- orthopedist tomorrow i'm happy for you to get that you got an appointment thank you i want to i have to crawl to the bathroom in the middle of the night okay go ahead you want to know what i do to help that what i use a golf ball and i like massage my foot with a golf ball i know every morning i use a tennis ball and roll it yeah okay yeah it hasn't helped i've had it for a month did you know did you know the u.s women's gymnastics team um won their sixth consecutive world team title six That's wild. That's actually kind of shocking to me. Yeah. Was that, was that tonight or today or the last week or so? I haven't seen Uh, this. They posted this two hours ago. Oh, breaking news. Yeah. So does that punch their ticket to the Paris Olympics then? I assume. Um, Yeah. Because they say world champions. Bonjour Paris 2024. Bonjour. Well, that's exciting. Um, I don't know any of, I'm, I mean, I'm sure I do. I'm not super familiar with the gymnastics crew. Oh, you would around. Jordan Childs. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was an alternate, I think. Yeah. Jade Carey. She came just for the all around. Yes. Um, the other ladies are noobs. I kind of like the noobs. Yeah. It makes it fun. They're real good. Okay. But... Well, that's, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, I have to say something about that school out East. Oh, okay. So a friend of mine, one of my best friends, Maggie gave me a shirt on Friday and it says unbreakable female athlete on the front. And she told me the story behind it. So JC Hall is a senior at the U of I she's on the rowing team. She's born in Ankeny and she's played sports her whole life, but she says she rarely found apparel um, that re- represented her female athlete identity. So she started this company called Unbreakable Female Athlete. And she was sitting around with her apartment roommates and they were trying to figure out, you know, what word best describes a female athlete? What's, you know, what's the title? And she says the word unbreakable felt um, fit the mold. So she now sells shirts, hoodies, things like that. And Despite the fact that it pains me to give kudos to any Hawkeyes, I actually thought that was a really cool story. So good job, JC. I don't love the fact that you're a Hawkeye, but you know, it's okay. But what color is the shirt? Hot pink. Okay. Acceptable. Yeah. Acceptable. Acceptable. She has all sorts of colors and it's one of those super soft, um, flowy tees, which are my favorite. Yeah. So check out her stuff online if you're so inclined. Oh, I have real bad heartburn. Could it be the candy that you ate? I just ate two pieces of candy. What did I'm you so eat? Old. What was the last one? Elisa. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping that on this podcast. Good. I don't care. I know you don't <laughs> care, but that was so funny. 
I have heartburn right now. Wait, what was the last piece you ate? I'm not, I haven't eaten it yet. I can't eat it. I can't. It's too much. Janair had a blue kind. raspberry. A blue I know. I'm going to save it for tomorrow. I'm going to put it in my pocket because uh, Lord knows I'm going to wear these same friggin' pants tomorrow. And you'll reach in and think, ooh, what a surprise. Mm, handy. So. I'm King Candy. <laughs> Oh, wow, Lisa. I don't go to a job, people. I can wear the same pants. And they just get flour on them anyway. So why not just rewear them? They're caked in flour. They're caked in cake? You see what I did there? I didn't use any food coloring today, so there's no food coloring on them. So I can wear them tomorrow. Are you getting ready for Thanksgiving orders? Girl, yes. I already posted Thanksgiving orders. Like, am I too late? No. Oh, oh, no. I posted them yesterday. Oh, my heart just fell down no. in my stomach. Okay. I have some good options. Everybody checked out Sift and Sprinkle for oh, your Thanksgiving you. needs. Thank you. Thank you. It's like non-pie things. Yeah, because you're not a big pie gal. I'm not a... I like to eat pie. I don't love to make it. Yeah. So I have like hand pies. I have like um, Pop-Tarts, but... Everyone asks me does Elisa do pies? And I always have to say no, but she nope. does a lot of other delicious things. But I could send you to some amazing people who do pies. Yeah, but we want you, Elisa. I we know. want you. I know. Trust me, the things that I'm making are pie-esque and they're delish. Okay. And you know what you're good at and you know what yeah. you like doing. So that's yeah. what matters. That's the, that's the thing. I'm still good at making pie. I just don't like doing it. Yeah. And you have to be on your feet doing this all day. So you might as well be doing the things you like on my planner, on your planner fasciitis feet. Good luck at the doctor tomorrow. Okay. Thank you. Hopefully make they sure you let us all know what's going on in here. Me with a massive needle. Keep the listeners updated. Okay. And maybe I'll post a picture of my tongue, <laughs> not my feet. Steph. <laughs> no, you gotta pay for that. <laughs> oh lord we have to be done now okay it's basketball season and volleyball season baby forget football who needed them anyway just kidding i'll be cheering loud and proud on saturday i thought you were gonna start a whole new segment i I am i'm recapping everything we talked about will you be there for the homecoming game on saturday no um i'm no unfortunately not guys i love you guys do we ever say that probably not as much as we should no, but we, Elisa and I have been like super touched by a lot of the things people have reached out to us and said, and by Adam's kind gift of the fanny pack. So I'm Elisa's always surprised right. when people are like, thanks so much for your content. And I'm I, like, and people listen, <laughs> you guys listen to us burp on the air. We're very lucky. We are very lucky. We are actually very lucky and we and do appreciate it. I've been, it I've been trying to think of some positive things to talk about recently. And this is a positive thing in my life to talk about. Me too. And all of our friends who listen, love you too. Go Cyclones. Go State.